Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. I already knew that I had married up and now it's been confirmed. Amen. Let's have a hand for our first lady. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And we continue to acknowledge the music ministry and church. Our dear sister, God bless you for leading us today in worship. Amen. God bless you. Let's have a hand for our, for our dear sister. Amen. And so as we take the time to go into God's word, I just would like to revisit just a short portion of our scripture. From verse 37 it says, Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. Back to verse 37. No and all of these things that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And just for a brief moment, I want to come from the subject of more than conquerors. More than conquerors. Let us pray. Dear Father, we love you for all that you've done today, and we give you worship, honor, and praise for the word that you have imparted for today. So dear Father, we pray that you would just empower the Holy Spirit in this place. Father, we pray that you would just remove myself and just to fill me up with your Holy Spirit so that people would not see me, but they would hear your word and that they would see Jesus Christ in all his glory. Lord, we love you and Lord, we thank you. It is in Jesus Christ. And in his name we pray, amen. amen. So there have been many, many conquerors of the world. I'll name a few. There was the leader of the Persian Empire, Lydian. And there was also the Babylonian empires that had their great leaders. You may have heard of Alexander the Great, who conquered the world at age 30. Any millennials out there, y'all ready to conquer the world? At age 30. And he crushed the empire of Persia. You may have also heard of Napoleon Bonaparte. You may have also heard of Genghis Khan, Saddam Hussein, to fast forward a little bit and Muammar Gaddafi. These men that were conquerors, they had big kingdoms, and their kingdoms expanded throughout the world. But there was just one problem. All of their kingdoms came to an end. The main thing was that their kingdoms were founded on greed, 
personal ambition, selfishness, death, and destruction. According to the world, in order for you to be a conqueror, you got to have it up here. You have to be able to outsmart people. You have to be able to have some money in your back pocket. You have to be able to buy off some people to vote for. You have to be able to go and do some gerrymandering. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on the wrong subject. But you have to be able to have some type of influence to get what you want, some type of high position. But as children of God, as children of God, we don't conform to this standard. We don't use the power of the pocket. Well, we, we might use it for tithing. Okay, but we don't, we don't, I'm sorry, that's another message for another time. That one is coming. But, but, but we don't use the power of our pocket. Our power comes from the conquering love that is found in Jesus Christ. Because it is love that conquers all. So in the book of Romans, Paul speaks to the church at Rome. And he encourages them. So Metropolitan, I want to encourage you today to realize who you are in Jesus Christ. You're not just anybody. You are not just anybody. Look, I'm, I, need, I, I really need for y'all to get this. You are not just anybody. Every person that's under the sound of my voice is a conqueror. I talked about this before. You are a priest. You are royalty. I'm rehashing the old sermon because I want you to remember it. You have been called and chosen by God. And after you realize you are chosen, that's why I'm telling you today, you are a conqueror. You are a conqueror not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. You know a conquering savior that paid the price for your sin and who has defeated death, hell, and the grave. You know this conquering savior and there's nothing that anybody can do to take that power away from you. So today I want to share three things with you and then we will move on. Number one, you are a conqueror because you can have confidence in God. You can have confidence in God. The second thing is that you are a conqueror because you are made powerful through God's unending love. It's God's love that gives you power. It was God's love that sent Jesus down through 40 and two generations to die on the cross. It's the love that's keeping you going. And then you are a conqueror because of your connections. I know there's somebody in here that got some connections. You sitting on the job right now, you want a bit more qualified. Resume was full of stuff. But you're sitting at that job because you are connected, not only to the person that got you the job, but because Jesus made the way for you to get that job. So as we revisit scripture, we are conquerors because of confidence. The message here is that we can have confidence because God has already worked it out. 
whatever is on your mind now, whatever test you got to study for, whatever type of financial situation you might find yourself in, whatever type of sickness you might be going through, God's already worked it out. It's, it's worked out already. God has looked forward into the future. See, God is not just here. See, we have to, we have to break away from, from this closed view of God. God is here. Now, what's today's date? 21st. God is here today in the 21st, okay? But guess what? God is already in tomorrow. God, God is there. God is in tomorrow, and he's waiting for you. But not only is God in tomorrow, God is on next Sunday preparing us for church worship. God is already. But you know what? God is in January, I'm sorry, July of 2020. He's waiting for us to show up at church worship. God has already worked it out so you can have confidence in knowing that God is there and he's worked it out. For everything that you need, every trial, he's working it out for your good. Every tribulation, he's working it out for your good. Every sickness, he is working it out for your good. Job 14 and 1 says that man is born, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. You don't got that long here. We don't have that long here. And while we're here, the Bible tells us it's going to be full of trouble, full of trouble, full of trouble. Why do we think trouble's going to go away? <laughs> the word has told us that, we're, we're, that there's, if, 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 if you're not going through any trouble, you sleep or God has called you home. <laughs> it's, it's one of the two. But I'm not here to stress the fact that so much that that we will always have trouble. But I am here to stress the fact that God is always with you through the trouble. Scripture tells us that we should count it all joy. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. And he will never leave you or forsake you. What happens is as Christians, we can take this trouble and it can make us a little bitter. Some of us like to be bitter. You know, some, some of us, you've you got them relatives. You know, you, you've seen them church folks. No, no, nobody's sitting beside you. Not at Metropolitan, maybe, maybe another church. We can tend to be just a little sour. We, 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 I mean, sometimes we like it. We blame God for our sourness. We blame our friends for our sourness. We blame the fact that maybe we didn't get as much education as we wanted to for our sourness. We might blame our relatives, our spouses. We might blame all these people for our sourness. And then we develop an attitude. You know, and I can understand, if you were sour, you're, you're probably a little bit like a lemon. So we have a bunch of lemons complaining because they're lemons. And I can understand why, if you were a lemon, that you might be upset. After all, the lemon is not the favorite fruit in the fruit family. 
I've never heard anyone show up at IHOP and order a tall glass of lemon juice. But there used to be a lady in my neighborhood. Anybody have a candy lady in the neighborhood? And I was reminded, my wife and I, we were going back home, and we saw this person out on the side of the road with the lemonade stand. Well, in the summertime, the candy lady used to make lemonade. And what she did was she used to take, because I went over to her house one day. You know, I was a little chubby when I was, I used to be over there all the time. <laughs> I was at the candy lady's over all the time, all the time. So I was over there one day waiting on her to make the lemon juice, and so I watched what she did with those lemons. She took the lemon, and she began to cut up the lemon into small little bits. And then she picked this big pitcher of water, and she put all the lemons that were cut up. And then she, before she put them in the water, she took the lemons and she beat up on them. And she beat up on them and she cut them up. And after she cut them up, she put them in the big thing of water. And then she began to stir. Oh, she began to stir. And I'm sitting there looking at them like, that looks like a big old nasty mess. What, what are you doing? I'm saying this to myself. And then later on, she went and she got the sugar. She got the sugar, and she began to pour, and she began to stir. She began to pour sugar. At the same time, she's stirring, and she's pouring. In life, you're going to get cut. You're going to get squeezed. You are going to feel like you are drowning. But God in the midst of your drowning, in the midst of the stirring, in the midst of the storm, he begins to add the sweetness of Jesus in your life. And he can take lemons and make lemonade out of your life. You can have confidence even if you're bitter because God will add Jesus that it's sweeter as the day goes by. But as we have confidence in God, and because he's working things out for our good, God's love will always be with us. We can't get away from God's love. We do many things that pull ourselves away. We like, we like to run from God. We may have done things and we may run away from God, but God is always chasing after us. We feel sometimes that the world is too much for us to handle. But God is always faithful and he stays by our side. There was a, a father who had a little young son who was about nine years old, just starting to get, get a little size on him. Okay. And... Um, his father put him on punishment. Little boy gets upset. Daddy, I'm going to run away. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave home. So father says, he looks at him and goes, okay, all right. I tell you what, we'll make a deal. You want to leave? 
what you can do, I'm going to let you camp out in the backyard, and whatever you can kill and eat in the woods, you can eat that. He said, okay. So the little boy got his tent, put everything out in the yard. He's, he's out there camping. He's doing good. Now, the first day, he didn't eat no food. He could he out there trying to, he didn't know what he was doing. Trying to catch. He didn't know how to catch anything, but because he didn't want to obey his father, he decided he was going to go for it. You know how we like to go for it. You know how we like to do things we know that God has told us not to do. But we, we said, well, this, I'm going to get out there anyway. So the boy is in the backyard. But on the second night, it begins to rain. Oh, my goodness. So the boy is out there. He's hungry. And the family, they actually live close to the woods. And so the boy begins to hear the coyotes out in the, Ooh! and he starts to become afraid. And the coyotes are howling, but he looks to the house, and the lights are out. There's nobody home. What is he going to do if one of the coyotes comes to get him? The boy falls asleep, and he all of a sudden, he hears scratch it on the door. It's a coyote. The coyote has come to chase after the little boy. He's scratching, he's scratching, he's scratching, and he's scared. He's wondering what's going on. Oh, my goodness, if my father were just here. All of a sudden, he hears a gunshot. Bow! The coyote runs off. The father had left the house and had gone out into the woods to watch over his son. See, when, when you think that God has left and that he's not home, he's actually right beside you. He's with the shotgun, and when the devil comes, boom, he's going to shoot off that shotgun and run the devil away. God is always there with you. Even when you think you have run away, when you have gone far away, he is right there to be with you. So even as we have confidence to know that we are conquerors, and even as we know that God is with us, even when we run, we know that we are more than conquerors because of our connection with God. The scripture says, what then shall men say in response to these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Paul makes this declaration to Christians to let them know that God is always on your side. God would not leave you nor forsake you, and God never fails. Isaiah 26 and 4 says, Trust in the Lord, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. See, God is a rock that will always be there with you. Tony Evans shares the story of when the, about, when the Pope was going to visit the United Nations. So the, the Pope was flying into the United Nations and there was a big weather storm. A big weather storm. So instead of the Pope flying and landing in New York, he had to fly into New Jersey. Well, it turns out that the Pope was late for his meeting. So he comes off of the airplane and jumps in the car, and he's sitting in the back of the chauffeur, taking his time, 
And so as they begin to make their way to New York from New Jersey, the traffic is going just a little bit too slow. So the Pope knocks on the window of the chauffeur and says, hey, bro, we got to get going. I've got to address the United Nations. I tell you what, driver, how about you let me drive and you get in the back seat? So the Pope gets up there. He probably had on something white like this. Pope gets up there and the Pope gets in the driver's seat. And the Pope, you know, the Pope don't never drive, especially not in New York. So the Pope is driving crazy. He's all up 95 North driving, speeding. And he finally gets off the exit to New York. He's going around cars, running over the curb. And also, the, at that time, the police begin to take chase after the Pope driving. I don't know what the, the chauffeur's probably in the back scared to death, but the Pope is driving. He's trying to make it to the United Nations. And he goes through, he's hitting cars. He's running all over the place. So he finally pulls up in front of the United Nations, skirt, and the police get out of the car. Now, you know who they think really driving, right? <laughs> police get out of the car, and it's two policemen. One stays back in the car. He says, bro, you need to go handle this one. Person stays in the car. He goes up to the car. Roll down your window. Rolls down the window. He says, Oh, walks back, <laughs> has a seat. Well, what's going on? Did you give him a ticket? No, I didn't give him no ticket. Well, did you tell him stop driving so fast? No, I didn't do that either. Well, what's wrong? Did you see all that damage he caused back there, driving crazy, running over people? No, 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 I, no, no. Well, what's going on, man? Why, why did you do anything? The guy said, I don't know what's going on. And I don't know who is in the back of that car, but the Pope is driving them around. <laughs> when you are connected to God, Whatever goes on in your life, when Jesus is in the driver's seat, when Jesus is in the driver's seat, you might go through bumps, you might run over some cars, you might have some near misses, but Jesus is on your side and he will take you through hell and high water and through sickness and pain. Who is in the driver's seat of your life today? Is it you driving? Or have you learned how to get in the back seat and let Jesus drive? And we know that the ride with Jesus is not going to always be smooth. There's going to be some speeding. There's going to be some bumps in the road. There might be even be a fender bender or two. And sometimes your life, you might think your life is totaled. But Jesus is with you. He's always with you. And you can have the confidence that you are more than the conqueror of the day. You can have the confidence to know that you're more than the conqueror. You can have the confidence to know that God's love will always be with you. And you can know that because of your connections, because of your connections, 
you can live out God's purpose in your life. So I say today, step out on faith. Step out on faith and have the confidence to move forward with what God is calling you to do. Don't look at your neighbor. What is God calling you to do? You can live at peace. You can live at peace because you know that God's love is everlasting. God's love is everbounding. And you can act on the power of God when you let him get in the driver's seat and drive your life. All you have to do is sit back through the bumps and the crashes and the flat tires. But Jesus is still at the wheel and he will keep you and he will bless you. Amen. Give God a hand of praise today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.